0: Thank you. teach for endurance here and coming back with a new podcast we're gonna call this one time is never on my side or i can try something like the rolling stones you know i can't sing but we're gonna give it a go and you go time is never on my side no it's not that wasn't too bad actually it was pretty bad but it doesn't matter you get the point you know what the heck is time well good luck with that one Physicists even grapple with this concept. We check it, talk about it, waste it, want it, but what is it? Well, for sake of time and argument, let's just agree that for now, whatever it is, it only moves forward. You know, I will never, ever be an elite in the sport of triathlon or Ironman racing or endurance racing in general. Uh, This is not self-deprecation, it's simply a reality. Being realistic with myself in racing, teaching, or life in general may not be what my mind wants to hear, but it is what it needs to hear. With three sports to master, to be competitive at an elite level takes a great deal of time and focus. As a husband, father of four, teacher, consultant, speaker, and football coach, time is definitely not on my side. I will never reach the pinnacle of the sport, and I'm fine with that. For me, the sport is more of a way of staying fit and helping others in need. To be truly elite in any sport requires sacrifices that I'm just not willing to make. My family comes first, and the remaining time slots fill up quickly. Whenever I become overwhelmed, I sometimes think of the song Time by Pink Floyd, and I love the quote where it says, So you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking, racing around to come up behind you again. No matter how far or fast I metaphorically run, I will never accomplish everything. It's an unattainable goal that I have to come to grips with, and I'm working at it each and every day. So how do you get in enough training to take part in such a long race? Uh, there's really not one simplistic answer. Uh, you kind of have to be crafty with your time and workouts. One of my strategies is I call wake up sunshine. Uh, I try to get things when I can done as early as possible. If I have a long workout or a long bike ride or whatever that I know is gonna be difficult to fit in later, I try to get up earlier and get it done. Doesn't mean I'm always successful, I'm just saying it's certainly a goal and when I do get it done early, it's not weighing over my head or on my mind the rest of the day. Kind of gets the juices going too when you get your workout in in the morning. My second strategy is get a daily checkup in reality. If you ever dream of competing in a triathlon, much less an Ironman, you kind of need to take stock in what your life will allow you to do. If you have a family, full-time job, health restrictions, etc., you need to be honest with what you will be able to commit to, endure, and aspire to. Do not compare yourself with another's training routine and hours committed. The comparison game will drive you insane, especially since many of the workout routines you might find online require most time than most mortal human beings are able to give in the first place a third strategy that helps me out that I kind of keep in mind is make it a family affair if you have a family you can sometimes turn training into a family outing there's been no shortage of times where I've brought my kids with me to the pool for a swim session we share lanes play games have fun but when it comes time for me to get to work I put my oldest in charge of playtime. they swim a bit then they take a trip to the hot tub while I finish up I've also had plenty of runs where my youngest will ride her bike and set the pace for me. Believe it or not, these are usually my most difficult running sessions. In fact, each of my four children have taken part in their own triathlon races, so they are motivated to train a little bit anyway. Uh, My final and fourth strategy is consistency is the name of the game. Although it may seem like a no-brainer, it's important to be consistent in your training routine. For example, it is better to train four to five times a week so to speak, in smaller time increments than to try and cram in one or two mega sessions. As a point of reference from a typical guy, that being me, during the off-season, you know, fall and winter time, I train about three hours a week. Once spring and summer rolls around, those numbers can go anywhere from six to 13 hours a week. As long as I hit my window, I'm being consistent and feel good about what I have accomplished. Now let's take this notion of time never being on our side and I'm going to bring it over into my work life in the classroom as a teacher. As teachers, we all know that we have an overabundance of time to get things done. Alright, you can stop swearing at me right now, you know I'm kidding. There is never enough time to accomplish all that needs to be done within the life of an educator. If it were just teaching your students, it still would be a tall order to fill. However, we all know that time suckers are around every single corner of our day. At times, Time suckers are well intended, such as a meeting about helping a particular student. You may get pulled away from your class for such a meeting, but it's certainly time which is well spent. On the other hand, though, there are other time suckers, such as endless emails, a variety of meetings, the ones where there's always just one more item on the agenda, committee engagements, professional development hours, covering classes since subs are non-existent these days, mind-numbing paperwork, and the new weekly mandate that seems to come out of thin air. Well, we've all been there and get the idea. It is a never-ending spinning wheel and we're the hamsters stuck on it going in circles. We run and we run. See there's Pink Floyd again. Alas, this just happens to be the reality, remember reality checks can be good, of today's educator. It is what it is. Instead of entering a swamp of self-pity and sorrow, juggle these requirements and find the time to do what we were intended to do, inspire and educate the students. Even though I'm still learning how to navigate this ocean of responsibilities, and I've been doing this for 24 years and I'm still trying to get it right, I have learned some concepts over time that help me a little bit and may even help you since time is definitely not on your side or mine. Uh, My time navigation strategy one, learn to say no. This is gonna be a tough one for some, and it was tough for me. It took me years and the help of my wonderful and smarter wife to learn this one. In fact, I'm still learning this one. It is okay to say no once in a while. For example, if you notice that you are asked to cover more classes than most or other people, you're probably the path of least resistance. Even though it may be difficult for you, at some point you may need to say, uh, not today. You only have so much of yourself to give before your body and brain call it quits, so do yourself a favor and give both a break. My second time navigation strategy is, we'll just call it, goal... Kind of like the soccer, you know, go! Yeah, you get it. Just so you know, you're supposed to say it like a soccer announcer. That's what I try to do anyway. Other than that, the soccer analogy ends there. For this tidbit, you need to find your center. What is your ultimate goal for the school day? If it's to answer the most emails ever, then by all means, open up your messages and have at it. If it's to attend as many meetings as humanly possible, then by all means, sign up for those those clubs or those groups or whatever. If it's time to run in circles on the hamster wheel, then by all means start spinning away. However, if your true goal is to engage the hearts and minds of your students, then that must be at the center of your decisions. For example, if you have a conference period and you're asked to cover a class, but you have a lab to set up for your next class, decline politely and focus on the goal of setting up the lab of a lifetime. Your students will appreciate it. Uh, My third navigation or time navigation strategy I call priority mail. No, you're not sending a parcel anywhere, at least not that I know of, but you are prioritizing your responsibilities for the day. For each person, these will be different. Look back to your goal from the previous step. Whatever it takes to make this goal a reality must be prioritized. If you are able to run your classes effectively and efficiently, then you may be able to cover that class or attend that meeting. This strategy really reflects basically back on Stephen Covey's principle of put first things first and begin with the end in mind. By having a vision of how you hope your class to function along with its intended outcomes, you can then prioritize what needs to be done to make that vision a reality. And my final strategy, uh, time navigation strategy, and one that's easily forgotten, I call I Love Me. With all of your responsibilities, it's easy to forget one vital component. Say it with me now, you. The reality check here is that if you run yourself into the ground, you are no good to anybody. In order to fire on all cylinders, you need to give yourself a break. You deserve your conference period, your lunch, your afternoon walk, whatever. These help keep you centered. If you work yourself into the ground, goals, priorities, and anything else important to you will suffer. To take care of others, which is what educators do, you must first take care of you. Ultimately, let's all simply agree we have no clue what time really is. But from our limited understanding, we know that we could always use a little bit more of it. What's the point? Well, thanks for asking. I do have a point. Move forward and live your life. Take your shots while you still have some of that elusive time.